Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted, the power of the lunge. I have done shows titled The Power of the Push-Up. I have done The Power of the Plank. And today, it's The Power of the Lunge. And I do these shows because I 100% believe in these exercises and how powerful they are, how they work for so many different people, and on and on and on. And that is what makes them a mainstay in just about every good fitness professional's exercise arsenal, and it should be part of your program as well. But there are myths and there are misconceptions that go along with these exercises, and that is what this show and all my shows are about, is breaking it down. So today it's all about the lunge, and I have been lunging since I started in this business, and I continue today. And I will give you all the the reasons why you should as well, but first, you know, I will talk about your hesitation. And, you know, I did a show also called Are Squats Bad for Your Knees? Are Squats Bad for You? Because that's what we hear all the time. I also did a show, Six Exercises to Bulletproof Your Lower Body. And no surprise, lunging was part of that show, a big part of that show. So we're going to talk about the lunging 101, just the basic biomechanics. And, and again, that myth And it is a myth that lunges and squats are bad for you. How can they be bad for you when we are doing them all day long? It is not like some weird movement. Like if you said, you know, hanging leg lifts with a medicine ball and doing rotational work, that's bad for you. That's not natural. 
You know, we are kind of doing a complex movement there. Kettlebell swings. Let me just throw that out there just for the heck of it. You know, taking a weight, swinging it underneath your butt and then swinging it up. We could have a discussion, and I will, not today, about that. Like, how natural is that? How often in your everyday life are you doing that movement? So we could actually have a, and will, have a great discussion about that at some point. Not today. But lunging and squatting. When I hear doctors say that it's bad for you, and as I talked about on the podcast, are squats bad for you? I had that very experience, was giving a lecture on squatting, and a well-known doctor at the time came up to me who was also lecturing and said, totally disagree that you shouldn't squat. I disagreed, and we discussed it. But today, again, we're talking about lunges. I'm going to tell you why they're good, how they're good, the mistakes you make when you do them, how to progress, why you should do them, and give you some takeaways that you can do right away. Uh, I love them. Uh, when I was a trainer, huge part of, of training clients to do a number of things. You know, what? let me just take that first quick break so we can get right into it. Talking about the power of the lunge, an exercise that costs no money and needs no equipment. And that's another two reasons why it's such a great exercise. We will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. So we're talking about the lunge. And if you have listened to my episodes on the push-up and the plank, the same criteria hold true for why the lunge is such an important and effective exercise for everyone. So when I say everyone, that is what makes it such an amazing exercise. Like the push-up and the plank, you can modify it. For the very beginner, the person who is just starting out, you can lunge. And I will tell you how. If you are super advanced, you can modify it to work for you. And I will tell you how. And there is so much in between. So there are an infinite number of variations to the lunge. And I'm going to give you a bunch. So it's, it's, it's for everybody. It is for everybody. And let me begin also by saying it is natural. As I said in the open to the show, we are lunging and squatting all day long. So when someone tells you you shouldn't do those things, that, that's nuts to me. Because if you have pain when you are squatting and lunging, we need to strengthen those muscles around your joints, not let them get weaker and weaker. So when you don't strengthen the muscles around your joints, whether it's the knees or the shoulders, whatever, the muscles get weaker and weaker and the pain is going to increase. So the goal, in my opinion and experience, is to strengthen those muscles around the joints. The problem lies in that people don't do it correctly. They do too much too soon. They do too much weight. I'm getting ahead of myself. And that's the problem. The problem is not that you shouldn't do those movements and build that strength. It's that people don't do it correctly. That's pretty much the entire takeaway to squats and lunges. And then you go too far. And I'll talk about that. Like, you know, why make taking risks when, when you don't have to? All right. But lunges are natural. We are doing it all day long. When you are walking stairs, when you are picking things up, your activities of daily living, lunging, right? When you're doing your recreational sports, that's all lunging. And when you think of sports like tennis and, you know, racket sports and basketball and soccer, and you are moving in multiple directions, which is why I will give you lunges that work in, yes, multiple directions. So they are a phenomenal lower body strength move. No equipment, no expense. You can do them anywhere at any time. They also work a significant number of your lower body muscles, basically everything you want to work. And depending on how you do them, which type of lunge you do and how you do them, you work different, uh, you know, muscles of the lower body in different intensities. So it's your quadriceps, the front of your legs, your glutes, your butt muscles, your hamstrings, your calves, a total lower body move. And then if you start to do lateral lunges that I will talk about, super important, now you're going to work your abductors and other muscles of the lower body as well. A huge point of why lunging is an exercise everyone should do also is that it's a unilateral type of movement. It is a one-legged type of movement, which is so important. And I've talked about that on many other episodes of this show. I am injury-free you know, having done an insane number of races over the years because of these exercises. I'm getting ready to either tomorrow or the next day as I record this to run across the Grand Canyon and back. I'm 51. I have zero aches and pains. I'm scared about the distance and the fact that it's not a race that I can, you know, that's supported. 
You know, if I run into problems with the the friend I'm running with, we're we're, you know, we're on our own. But my point is these exercises have bulletproof my body and they can and will for you as well. And the unilateral aspect is huge. So when we talk about squats bilateral, so you're going to get that base of strength first. And this is one, again, problem with so many people who are following programs where they don't build that base of strength first and they get too complicated and too advanced too soon. You have to walk before you run. You have to build a base of strength before you can go to the more advanced moves. And for lower body, that's bilateral squats, body weight squats and progression, starting with bilateral, moving to unilateral. You can mix the two. Not going to get into that today, but my point is that you need to build that strength first. And bilateral is where you start. So unilateral, awesome. You know, you step forward. That is a lunge. That is natural. So you're working the right leg. You're working the left leg relatively independently, again, depending on which type of lunge you are doing, but that's important. And when you go unilateral, you're not only building that strength on either side. And so many of our issues are due to imbalances that one side is much stronger than the other. And that's a huge problem. So when you build that base of strength and then you add in the unilateral aspect, now you are talking. Now you're starting to bulletproof that body. And when you add in the unilateral, you are also getting what? You're getting balance. Super important, especially as we get older. And you are engaging your core. So that's why we need to do this stuff. So not only, uh, you know, are the muscles around your um, knees getting weaker and hips, if we don't strengthen them as we get older through squats and lunges, your core is getting weaker. Your balance is getting worse. It's why we need to do this stuff progressively and appropriately. All right. Jumping right into it. There was a research study done by the American Council on Exercise that found that the forward lunge was one of the most effective exercises for eliciting a high level of muscle activity in your glutes, uh, your gluteus medius, and your hamstrings. That's huge. So your butt muscles and your hamstrings. Now, again, the way you do a lunge will change the muscles, the amount of each specific muscle you are utilizing. And that's important. And that's why you want variation of these as well. But that's huge. So, you know, a study that showed the forward lunge, simple forward lunge, to be extremely effective at working those muscles. All right. So let's jump right into common mistakes. Common mistakes. My first one I put down, and this came after I had my list, my original list, was not doing them. Because that's really important. That's the most common mistake is that you listen to bad advice from bad health and wellness people, whomever it may be, saying you should never do them. Now, there are always a small percentage, smaller percentage of people who have major issues. So I always want to put that out there. But the vast majority of people, if you are living and walking around normally day to day, even when and if you have joint pain, you still can and should strengthen your muscles. Okay, so not doing them is one of the most common mistakes. And you also don't do them not just because someone tells you not to, but because what? You don't know what to do. You don't know how much to do. You don't know uh, frequency. And I'm going to give you all those things. All right. I'm going to save this one. Let me skip ahead. Another common mistake is doing them with bad form. And that goes to several things. Doing them too fast. 
too fast, right? Going through the motion, like every other exercise, I talk about slow muscle engagement. Your goal is to work those muscles. Now I know many people go, I, well, that hurts or it's, it's challenging. That's the goal. That's the goal. And when you don't do it properly, as I will talk about, the forces go to places you don't want them to go. And that's when, yes, the line I have used since I started doing fitness videos many years ago, squats are not bad for you. Lunges are not bad for you. Bad squats and bad lunges can be bad for you. So you need to do them with appropriate form, with the right amount of external load, if any, and then you will be okay. So you don't want to do them too fast. You also don't want to do them with an improper range of motion. And oftentimes that is connected to holding weights that are too heavy. I see this all the time at the gym. There's someone, trainer hands the client 50-pound dumbbells, 30-pound dumbbells, 20-pound dumbbells, and says, go do walking lunges. And what happens? The person does a two-inch range of motion, generally speaking, a, a shorter stride. And that's going to mean, I'm getting ahead of myself again, that the knee's going forward. And you're not getting the true benefit of the exercise. You want to go through a full range of motion. You want to engage as many muscle groups for as long as possible as you can. When you go too heavy, as in so many other exercises, you lose that. And for the vast majority of people who are listening, who are just trying to, you know, rehab injuries or prevent injuries, enjoy the activities of daily living, take part in your favorite recreational activities. You don't need any weight. And, you know, it, it, you don't. You just go slowly and you program several of these exercises into your routine. But if you slow it down and you do it with proper form, you really don't need any weight at all to really start to bulletproof your body. It may sound crazy, but it's true. It's just just like push-ups. I was telling my son the other day, <laughs> the number of people I see doing those horrible push-ups, pulses, same thing with lunges. Same thing with lunges with weight that is too much. Another one I've brought up in the past, banging your knee into the floor. And I give the example of the experience I had when I was hosting some fitness videos and one of the fitness models was just banging the knee into the floor. And I said, what are you doing? And they replied, this is way, the way the trainer told them to do it correctly. Um, don't bang your patella into the floor, especially if you're holding weight, but not at all. So stop right before your knee is down on the floor. For certain, don't bang it in. What, what would be the possible, didn't get into it, what would be the possible benefit? It's ridiculous. And going too complicated, as I was saying. So holding weights, doing too much. I will get into, you know, where you can have advanced moves and you can use medicine balls and things like that and unstable platforms and discs. Absolutely. But you got to earn the right to do it. You got to work on the basics first. Work on the basics first. And most people don't want to put in the time to do that. It's boring. I get it. I get it. If you're paying a lot of money to a trainer, especially, and you're doing uh, walking lunges or, you know, stationary lunges, I'll talk about, you go, oh, this is boring. This isn't fun. This isn't sexy. Well, it's about strengthening in the right way. So just focus on that. And finally, I'm going to spend just a little bit longer on this one because it's why many people don't do it being bad for your knees. And one of the common cues that a fitness professional will give is keep your knees behind your toes. And that goes for squats and lunges. Keep your knees behind your toes. Now, this is 
just people love the fitness iconoclasts who love to go there and say, oh, well, of course you can go past your toes. There's no research or, or limited research. Some will say no. Others who actually look at research will say uh, not a lot or limited research into your knees going past your toes being detrimental when you do a squat or a lunge. Well, there is. And, you know, here's where I always go to. Well, let me, let me start with this. One of, the, one of the examples given, and I've seen this before, and it repeats itself. So there was an article I was reading, and it was someone saying, sure, you can go past your toes when you squat. And I know we're talking about lunges, but it's connected. And they said, just give, just throw a couple Cheerios down on the ground where a child, uh, you know, if you have a, a young child. And what do they do? They bend down and their knees go past their toes. I love that logic. I love that logic. And another one is, oh, look at the knees of people in India who squat, you know, when they're praying and things like that. They have healthy knees. I I, I could do a whole show on just that type of logic. I get it. I get it. And I always want to look at the real world. And that is part of it. Research and studies are by far not the end all be all. There's not even close to enough research on any of the topics I talk about pretty much. But, But using that as like, Oh, of course, a three-year-old picking up Cheerios and it's natural. First of all, watch the way they get down. And are they <laughs> supporting a 150-pound barbell on their back as they're doing it? I, th- now we get into like the, the goofiness of that type of logic. So yeah, the Cheerio kid example, not really selling it for me. But then you go, well, what's the benefit? Is there a huge benefit for your knees going past your toes? And I'm going to stick to lunges here for the most part, but I got to give the, a little bit of the research into squats. So one of the best guys, and I've had him on the show, Brad Schoenfeld, Brad Schoenfeld, Dr. Brad Schoenfeld, been in the industry forever, had him on one of the first shows. I want to t- tell you what he says. And this is, he's just one of the best in the business. So talking about squats, keeping your knees behind your toes, uh, he says, and I'm quoting him, fact is there's little evidence to back up such a claim. But I love that he says little. But he says, he follows that up with, it is true that as knees move anteriorly, i.e. forward, during the squat, the forces acting on the knee joint increase. He qualifies that by saying, however, there is no magic point where these forces suddenly become dangerous. I would uh, follow that up with, and I love Brad, and I'm not going against what he says here by any stretch. There's also no magic point that I've seen so far where it becomes super effective. Where you go, oh, of course, if I squat down to this depth, then I'm getting this enormous benefit. And there's so much more here, <laughs> so much more. And he actually quotes a study or references a study done in 2003 by Andy Fry and, and some colleagues. They took seven recreational trained males and they did three unrestricted squat lifts and three restricted. So they put a wooden board basically in front of their knees to keep them with the knees behind their toes and then let them do it with the knees past the toes. What did they find? Brad even says, as expected, knee torque was greater when the knees went past the toes compared to restricted squatting. Now, just to muddy the waters for a quick second, Brad also goes into in this study, when you're doing a squat, the the positioning of your upper body, the lean, and your hips, what they also found was there was increased torque in your hips and people tend to lean forward. So with squatting, it is a little different or significantly different from a lunge in that you don't have those issues. And Brad even says that. He says, I would note that the same rules do not apply for lunges. Since the lunge involves stepping forward, there's no issue with maintaining an erect posture during performance. So 
discussion for another day. And I still, for both, keep my knees behind my toes. <laughs> and if you try to do a, well, let me say again, you don't have that issue with a lunge. So there's more freedom of movement with your upper body and the issues that you will find with a squat biomechanically are different for a lunge and it's, it's better. So let's go back to the lunge now. When you step forward, and you can do this if you're standing and listening to the show, take a step forward, a short step forward. You feel that. Where do you feel it? When your knee starts to go past your toes, when your movement right away is with the knee translating forward, you feel it in your knee. You're trying to feel it in your muscles. You feel it in your knee. So I, I, I not only over the years go to the science and go to the anecdotal, but this is why I also compete and, you know, believe that you really, if you're talking fitness, you should be talking about things you do on a regular basis. So I get it. Like many people want to avoid feeling it in their legs because it's intense, right? You feel it in your muscles. And so you shorten your stride and you bend forward. You're trying to avoid the muscles. And that's why when you hold weights that are too heavy, that's exactly where you're going to go to because it's really challenging on your muscles. It's easier, but more dangerous, I would argue, to let your knee go forward. All right. All right. We're, get, we're getting into good stuff here. So we're going to finish up with just the form issues after this final break. And then I'm going to get into the specifics. Here's what you're going to do. Here's how often you're going to do it. And here's the amazing takeaways and benefits. And, you know, one of the amazing takeaways and benefits is that, you know, decreased pain and increased ability to do everything you want to do pain-free. All right, final break. Come back. We're going to finish this up about form and then finish up what you should do when it comes to the lunge. The power of the lunge. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, and I love, you know, uh, going to Brad Schoenfeld and the studies he's going to cite. Uh, there are just, you know, a handful of really good people, I would argue, in this business. And those are the people I've had on the show and will continue to have on the show who truly study it, who lived it. Brad was a trainer for years in the city when I was and then, you know, went on to get his Ph.D. and become an incredible uh, resource and researcher in the muscle and uh, fitness field. And let me just quote again or a quote one more time or something different from that study. He was uh, referencing the take home message from the researchers Fry and colleagues was, while it is critical to protect the knees from unnecessary forces, it is also important to avoid unnecessary forces acting at the hips. So, again, just talking about, you know, keeping a squat natural, but. That first line is really important. Why, while it is critical to protect the knees from unnecessary forces, unnecessary forces, and when the unnecessary force is a choice, and whether that choice be your form or the amount of weight you use, oftentimes both, then we're talking torque and, and shear forces and things like that that might not be what you're looking for, all right? And let me just give you, when Brad finishes this little discussion, he gives great takeaways that I would too. I'm just going to read his. He says, the biggest mistake he sees is that people tend to push forward on their front leg. He's talking about doing a lunge now. The biggest mistake he sees, people tend to push forward on the front leg, which significantly increases shear at the knee joint. Instead, your focus should be centered on dropping the rear leg. 100% agree. In doing so, your front leg will stay perpendicular to the ground, minimizing stresses to the knee joint without negatively impacting the hip or the spine. Okay? Couldn't have said it better, which is why I read it verbatim from Brad. So you are focusing on dropping, you know, the cue I give and gave when I was an instructor, dropping your upper body right down into the ground, keeping that front leg, as Brad said perpendicular to the ground. You are trying to work that muscle. When the knee goes forward, you are decreasing the muscle activation and increasing the chance of injury. All right, good enough. (laughs) You know, a little comparison to squats because they're always lumped together, squats and lunges. So that's why I kind of had to find a way quickly, hopefully, to give you that connection, the correlation, and where they are somewhat different. So getting strong with body weight squats and then progressing to some weight if you need to, getting form good there. And then, you know, uh, when you're ready, you can start here, by the way. Here's the progression. So I'm going to give you three ways I progress people and believe you should be progressed. First of all, stationary, stationary lunge. And even though this is unilateral, you know, for the... Yes, we'll call it unilateral. I mean, you could debate both feet are fixed. I don't want to get too deep into that. But one leg forward, one leg back. And straight up and down. So you're going to work that front leg. 
and you don't need to hold a lot of weight. This is where you start good form, work because balance is involved, core musculature is involved. So this is where you start. Stationary lunge, right leg forward, left leg forward. You get strong there first. That's where I started clients when I was a trainer. Then you progress to movement. So you may do a couple weeks, depending on your fitness level or how much you progress and are comfortable with. Always err on the side of caution, by the way. What's the rush? You know, doing another week or two. Stationary first, then movement. Front lunges. So you go stationary lunge, now front lunge. Step forward, step back. Once you add movement in, now the complexity is elevated. More balance, more coordination, more core activation, more reliance on proper form. And you not only have to step forward, you got to push off to get back, right? So movement. And within the movement category bucket, I throw in forward lunges and backward lunges. Forward lunges, backward lunges. Now, backwards a little weird. We're not really walking backwards, but it's a great way to add variation, to challenge your body in a different way. And those are good things. And then finally, lateral lunge. The lateral lunge, so important because it is the movement we rarely do. We work front to back. And so much of our activities of daily living and our sports are sideways as well. So we run forward, we bike, we go front to back. We need to go side to side too. So a lateral lunge where you step to the side and come back, incredible way to strengthen in a functional uh, manner that's going to help, again, with activities of daily living and all the fun things you want to do as well. So forward lunge, back lunge, and lateral lunge. Now you're working in three directions. And then finally, if you want to, you add in an external load. So that can be dumbbells, that can be a barbell, that can be holding a medicine ball. And so that's an option. I would start back. So if you are going there, you start stationary, right? Don't progress to walking, you know, uh, forward lunges till you go stationary first. Now you can, there, there are different, you know, uh, reasons and, and ways uh, you, you might mix those in, but I don't want to complicate it. So always starting back, right? Building up. So now, okay, let me hold weights. Let me start stationary. Let me see how that feels. Let me get used to that first. Then I'll add in the forward lunge. All right. And with the movement, I should say, by the way, I didn't talk about walking lunges. That's another add in the movement. So forward lunge can be stepping forward, stepping back or walking lunges. Now you see the difference though. When you walk like that, you don't have to push off to get back. So it's another great variation, another great natural movement. So stationary to start, start to add in movement next, add in weight after that. And then you can start to have fun and start moving things around. And let me throw in a fourth. I was going to save this, but that is where I'm going to save it. <laughs> I'm going to save it. See, we're, 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 we're working on the fly as well. All right. So real quickly, how much, how often? One to three sets. One to three sets. If you're a beginner, fewer. You're building up slowly. One to three sets, 10 to 15 repetitions generally, building up that strength to begin with two to three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Thursday, two is, is good, three, a little better, but two is perfectly fine if you're consistent, all right? And then let me just throw in one of my favorite things to do, my total body workout two, which was my second video I ever did, did it all on my own, 
my first strength video was just basic. It was squats and lunges and all that kind of stuff. You know, the biceps, the curls, shoulder presses. Total body two, I just took those moves and I put them together and made them combo moves. So the first workout, 40 minutes. Second workout, about 22 minutes. But this is more advanced. So you take a lunge and what do you do? Forward lunge with a shoulder press. Now we're talking. This is a little more advanced. Now we're an intermediate, but when time's an issue and you want a little bit more kind of functional, sports-specific type movements, now you're doing this. So one example would be a forward lunge, as I said, with an overhead shoulder press with dumbbells. Or you can use a barbell, you can use a, a medicine ball, whatever. Then another example of a variation would be backward lunge with bicep curls or backward lunge with side lateral raise. But you already did a shoulder one, so let's do a bicep one. So now you're starting to see. You build up the strength. You learn how to do a lunge correctly. Then you add in, if you want, shorter amount of time circuit training with upper body and lower body moves combined. Maximizes your time. You're going to burn more calories because you don't stop. And you're adding in uh, an extra exercise, doing two at the same time. All right? And actually, here's where I'm going to go with the, I'll give you a fourth and a fifth. <laughs> we'll put it like that. So stationary lunge, movement, add in weight. Then we'll go plyometric. Quick, funny story about that. So plyometric jump lunges, super advanced. And this was a huge part of a, uh, we'll throw it out there, insanity workout program, right? Jump lunges, super hard, super challenging, really stressful on the body. And it was a huge part of that program. I was in one of the commercials for Insanity many years ago, and those jump lunges nearly killed me. We did them all day long, nonstop, and they are super advanced. And if you, I mean, I knew when to tap out. <laughs> and actually, uh, there was one other guy on the set. He was younger than me, but uh, he was more a, a model than a fitness person. And about <laughs> two minutes into the, the shoot, you heard the director come over the PA system and say, uh, get out of the shot. He was dying, and he should have been. So, but that is another advanced, advanced move, plyometric. So now you're taking a lunge, and you're adding in a plyometric element. And finally, and I would actually put this one ahead of plyometrics, and a variation to make it more challenging is to add in an unstable element. So your front foot could be on a balance disc or something like a BOSU, although that's, you could do that. It's a little higher depending on which one you have and how uh, inflated it is. Uh, but that front foot could be on something unstable, wobble board, like one of the wooden ones, balance boards. You can also put your back foot on a uh, stability ball. I love to do that with a lot of my athletes. So front leg is stable. Your back leg is on a stability ball. You go up and down. Want to make that even harder. Pull the stability ball back and front as you go. So you go down. I'm doing this as I speak. You go down, the ball goes backwards as you go down into the lunge and you pull it back towards you. Now you're really activating core muscles. You're making it more advanced, more functional, really fun. And again, infinite number of variations, but another one I used to do frequently with these same type of clients, medicine ball rotations. So you go into a front lunge, you're holding a medicine ball out in front of you and you rotate to the side and then you step back and you rotate back. And one more way to take that up a notch is medicine ball toss. So I, a lot of my tennis uh, racket sport type clients over the years step forward, rotate, throw me the ball as they're rotating. I throw it back to them. They step back. So 
you've got movement, you've got external load, and you've got now a plyometric element of sorts with your upper body. And you can do that, by the way, with a dumbbell or anything else as well. All right, giving you a lot, but this is what the show's about. Finally, let's wrap this up, right? I could go on forever, but I, I see those comments. <laughs> and I love your comments. I ask for them at the end of every show. But, you know, one who said, um, get to the point. Listen, it's a talk medium. I'm going to go off on tangents, and I apologize if that offends you. But give me a couple extra minutes, all right? Here's a great way to do it, too. You know, this show is about how you work it into what you're doing. Then many people go, I don't even want to do strength training on my own. <laughs> I don't want to do it separately, I should say. So if you're a walker or you're a runner, here's a phenomenal way to do your lunges. If you're a runner and you're running three miles and you're running three miles on trails, let's say, you're in the woods a couple times a week, three miles. You run a mile, you do walking lunges for 30 seconds, you run a mile, you do walking lunges for 30 seconds, you run a mile, you do walking lunges for 30 seconds. If you're a walker, do the same thing. You're walking 10 minutes, do 10 walking lunges, 10 steps. Every 10 minutes, every five minutes, depending on how long you're going. So work your lunging into your cardio. Now for runners, even high level runners, phenomenal way to add a strength element, to make your runs a little more challenging, to, you know, you're going to run on more tired legs or walk on more tired legs after that. So you're going to strengthen your body in a unique way. And that's a great way. You don't have to do it every run, obviously, or every walk. But so simple. And you could be doing it down the sidewalk. You know, you can wait till there are no cars around or people, or you can be like me and you don't care. <laughs> and you just do it. So that's a great way to work it into your cardio routine. Don't do it on a treadmill. <laughs> There's too many people doing too many moves now on cardio equipment that I would argue... You know, looks great on Instagram, but uh, how many fails are, are we failing to see as well? All right. And one final takeaway, pulling it all together. I have given this move and do this every summer during my Nantucket camp, the triple lunge. So once you've kind of mastered the stationary, you, you can do the front lunge, the back lunge, the side lunge. You put them together. Triple lunge. Example being, you're standing. You step forward with your right leg. You return back to starting position. You step to the side, lateral lunge with your right leg. You step back with your right leg, return. So forward lunge, side lunge, back lunge, right leg, and then you do it again with your left. Forward lunge, side lunge, back lunge. Kids, adult, whatever sport you're doing, it doesn't matter. This is how life works in three directions, right? Different planes. So that is a great way to do it all at once. You have limited time. Triple lunge, front, side, back, front, side, back. You can do, you know, 10 reps. You can go by time. That is going to be tiring. Make sure, by the way, perfect form. Once that form starts to go, you are finished. All right, there you have it. Just so much to talk about. I, you know, had to distill this down. It's difficult to do, but I think I, think I did it. So are lunges bad for you? No. Keep your knee behind your toe. And by the way, let me just finish by saying, too, like, Stepping with your knee past your toes, that's actually, it's challenging, at least for me. It doesn't feel normal. So take a long stride, keep your knee behind your toe when you're doing lunges. Just smarter on all levels, in my opinion, and experience, and much of the research. All right. 
lunge, lunge, lunge. Uh, I want to know what you think. So you can reach out to me at Tom H. Fit is Instagram as well as Twitter, Tom H. Fit. Please rate the show. Please comment. And let me say, well, I'll let it go. <laughs> I'll just let it go. Uh, <laughs> see, as I get older, uh, you know, uh, it gets easier. Um, so rate the show, subscribe. You don't want to miss anything. By the way, amazing interviews coming up. A uh, handful of just more people like Brad Schoenfeld. And that's the only people I'm having on the show. That's, the, that's it. If they don't benefit you and if they're not speaking the truth, I'm not wasting your time or mine. All right. Thank you for listening. I love what I do. Fitnessdisrupted.com finally is the way you can reach out as well. E- email me right through there. My new book, The Micro Workout Plan, got to pitch that a little bit. It is out, Micro Workout Plan, if you're looking for specifics, uh, workouts to do everything I just talked about, lunging, squats, it's all in there, how to bulletproof your body. All right, thank you so much for listening. I am Tom Holland. Remember, there are three things we all control, how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes, and that is awesome. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.